This is Sandy Floria, and you're listening to She Walks Brave. When I ponder what it looks like to walk brave, I think of women I've met living in small towns or big cities who walk with elderly parents, other abled children, toddlers, and teenagers, some from home, some from outside their homes. Some walk with chronic illness and other unseen wounds. And some of these women walk daily on foreign soil, navigating life in a culture different from their own. I've talked to single women called there by God and living out that call with great courage. Each of them have a valuable story to share on how they bravely live their lives to engage the world around them with the gospel message. Whether married, single, widowed, or divorced, most of them don't feel very brave. They are, and all of them, are my heroes. Today I'll continue my conversation with Nana Vaughn and how she walks brave as the mom of a special needs adult son. I'm glad you've joined us. Nana is a professional educator and lifelong learner. She's a wife to Peyton and mom to three adult sons and grandmom to one little boy that she loves dearly. The conversation we had is about how she walks brave as the mom of an adult son with autism. It's important to note here that Nana's son, Reese, has autism, but autism does not define Reese. She has over 16 years of classroom experience and now teaches online so that she can stay home to help Reese navigate life. She and her husband Peyton, along with their son Reese, live in North Texas and enjoy car shows and photography. She also loves Jesus and wants to make a path to Him for those she meets and influences. In part one of our conversation, we heard Nana describe how they finally arrived at a diagnosis of autism for their son, Reese, and how they began the journey to teach Reese to navigate his surroundings. We'll jump back in to where we left off talking about what brave feels like. As far as us feeling brave, I think when we're in the middle of it, we very rarely feel brave. One of the things that I have talked about with other women is how ordinary they feel and how normal their life feels and looks to them and even from the outside. What would you say to women who have that attitude? I'm just ordinary. Yeah, you are. And you do brave things. Hmm. The thing is, we are. We're just people. And we just do what we do. And some of those things are brave. Mm -hmm. Some of those things are really brave. And sometimes it's brave for a very long time. And sometimes it's just a little snapshot of brave. Mm -hmm. I think in today's world, again, being ordinary is something we try to overcome. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure we should do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that we shouldn't just try to be the people that God made us to be and do what God called us to do. We don't have to be somebody else. We don't have to be like somebody else. We can just be us and do us with God. Isn't that the beauty of who God creates us to be? Because we are all so individual and God knows that about us. He knows that you are this woman because that's who he wants you to be. 
And I am this woman because that's who God wants me to be. I think there's such freedom when we begin to really see that and to walk in that with confidence and bravery. This is who I am. Quirks, whatever things that that are just part of my life. It is who we are. I believe when we take ownership of our own personality, it takes a lot of bravery to get to know yourself, to reflect and say, I'm going to figure out who Sandy is. I'm going right. to spend some time by myself with the Lord and figure that out. And many people, myself included, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to spend time with myself because I wasn't sure I was going to like me. But it's a brave <laughs> thing to step into that and really figure that out and begin to see that there is a transformative work that God wants to do in us to be who he created us to be, and then walk in that. Right. Sometimes just getting to know ourselves is a brave thing. And then walking in that bravery, just doing it. I think that's really important. And I think, you know, we live in a world where we compare ourselves to other people all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some days when I just look at it and think, God, how did we get here? How do we get to the point where we think we have to be like somebody else? to be good Mm. or to be okay. And the whole point is we don't Mm -hmm. and we aren't. (laughs) It doesn't matter if we want to be because you can remake yourself to be like somebody else, but on the inside, you're still you. Yeah. So yeah, I think to the people who think they're ordinary, I would say that is so okay. Yeah. It is so okay to be ordinary and to be ordinary and walk with God. Mm-hmm. Because when you're ordinary and you walk with God, you can do extraordinary things. Absolutely. And then you can't take credit for them because you're just ordinary. <laughs> right? Right. And we have to give God credit because I don't know how this happened. <laughs> I didn't do that. When you think of bravery, what images come to mind? Just mm. the initial thought. The initial thought is and I'm going to keep it in line with kind of your ministry to women, but I think about those women who are just doing it anyway, Mm -hmm. whether they want to do it or not, whether they feel like it, whether it's hard or it terrifies them or it's way outside their comfort zone, they're just doing it. Mm -hmm. They're just walking it out. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a brave woman walking something out no matter what you know until God says stop just do it anyway yeah and that's what I think about um you know I think about you starting this podcast this is outside your comfort zone absolutely but God told you okay I have something for you to do and you're just doing it you know until God tells you to stop Mm mm-hmm God's taken me into an area where kind of like you, it's way outside my comfort zone. And every once in a while, I kind of throw up those little roadblocks for God and say, uh, this is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually it's just going to happen anyway, because I know what God told me to do and I'm just going to do it. Don't you feel like sometimes because of our vision of God's ability and because we see the expansive reach of God's hand, there's that part of us that's almost intrepid that says, wow, what could I do to be part of that? We talk about finding out where God's at work and joining him there. 
And that sounds great. That sounds like this really important thing to do, but it's scary because God might be at work in a place that we don't feel comfortable, right? which he probably is. Absolutely. Yeah, he yeah is. absolutely is. But there's a part of me, and I think maybe because I feel like I'm pretty normal, I think maybe there's a part of all of us that gets that little spark of, oh my goodness, wouldn't that be amazing to be part of God's work and know that it's really his work that I'm part right. of. Right. Yes. I think all of us can do that. And it may be something as simple, and I don't mean this in a, a negative way at all or in um, a way that seems not important, but as simple as teaching your child to read. Yeah. Or teaching your adult special needs child to navigate a grocery store. There you go. <laughs> Or going to a foreign land. To me, those things are all about God's work. And wherever we find ourselves in stepping into that work is extraordinary and brave. Right. I'm going to throw one more thing out there to your special needs parents. Mm -hmm. God made those people for a purpose. And they have a a kingdom purpose. Mm -hmm. And as Christian parents, it's our duty to help them find out what that is. But I'm going to tell you a short story. My husband and I go to car shows. My husband's a photographer. He takes pictures of all different kinds of cars. Cars are just his thing. Mm -hmm. Reese also happens to love cars and enjoys going to the car shows with us. But we see this as a ministry. And so um, some of the car shows that we go to, there are things going on there that are less than the wholesome environment we would normally be in. Okay. Okay? That crosses all sorts of lines for Reese. So not too long ago, we're at a car show and he was seeing all kinds of things he didn't like. He was hearing all kinds of things he didn't like. And he was freaking out. I cannot be here. It was <laughs> not a good situation for him. And so finally, I had to pull him aside and say, Reese, what is your purpose here? And he was like, what? Your purpose here is to be the light. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It matters what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Are you being the light or are you being judgmental and ugly towards some other people? Because it's uncomfortable for you. Mm -hmm. I said, just be the light. You don't have to participate in that. All you have to do is be the light. And for the rest of the day, that was our key phrase. Just be the light, Mm -hmm. son. Just be the light. You know, sometimes bravery is just being the light or just pointing somebody else to be the light. But I think that's a good lesson for all of us, not just children with special needs. Right. But see, you've had that conversation with Reese ahead of time. Who are you? What is your purpose? And I think that is important to have those conversations with our children before they're out in the world, even our children that don't have special needs. Having those conversations with your children is right and important and brave. Having these Mm -hmm. conversations with your adult children, for me, it's all the time scary. It's scary and difficult. Because they're adults. 
And they have mm-hmm. their own opinions. I mean, even our younger children have their own opinions about things. My 11-year-old has his opinions about things. But having those right. conversations with them at home before you leave and go out into the world to talk to them about who you are mm-hmm. as a child of God, what is your purpose? And even our young children, God is calling them. I know right. you and I don't always agree about education because I homeschool right. and you're a public educator. But we both agree, I think, that our children have purpose in this world, and God wants to use them wherever they are. Absolutely. So preparing them for that in ways that they're going to be able to walk bravely out in the world when we're not around. Right. Or when things are uncomfortable, even if we are around. And I will say this, having that conversation now is much different than it would have been even 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. much less when our parents would have been having it with us. And to be honest, I think it's even more important now. Also, recognizing that once you've raised your kids, Mm -hmm. once you have adult children, and you've taught them everything you can teach them, then you have to let them go Mm -hmm. and get their wings. And you have to allow them to have opinions that are different than yours. Mm -hmm tough yeah and you may not always agree and you can just say you know what it's okay I don't agree with you about that but it's all right yeah think you're wrong but okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna love you anyway but also being willing to listen to what they're saying and see if there's any fallibility in our thinking Mm -hmm. because sometimes there is you know we were raised in a very different church than they're being raised in absolutely We were raised in a very different culture Mm -hmm. than they're coming up in. Bless their hearts. I think their adulthoods are going to be way harder than ours. Yeah. I really do. Mm -hmm. I have an eight-month-old grandson, and I think about my son and his wife raising that little boy up to be a man of God, which I know they want to do. And Mm -hmm. I think, wow, I pray for them every day because that's not going to be an easy task. Yeah. You know, not that it was an easy task for us. I just keep looking and going, oh, wow. (laughs) Navigating the waters now is a lot different than it was for us, for sure. Right. Absolutely. It is. I think there are some of the same or similar pitfalls that are common to man. But I also think the way those pitfalls are dealt with is probably entirely different than the way we dealt with them. Even the tools that we had to deal with them. I know conversations that I have with my adult children now. I think, wow, this is out there. This is something that I did not foresee. (laughs) Every day. Yeah. (laughs) All we can do is be in constant prayer, constant communication with the Lord. Give me wisdom. I go back to James 1. Lord, I'm asking for wisdom. You said you'd give it. Give it. I need it. Right. And he's so generous to do that. We're grateful parents that we have available to us, the wisdom of God. Absolutely. As parents, it's not beyond us to say, you show them. Yes. I've done everything I can. You show them what's right, Mm -hmm. you know, because, and here's my deal is I try really hard not pray. You show them what I think is right. (laughs) Ouch. You show them what's right. You show me what's right. Let us find our way here. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just not going to happen here. It's just not going to happen when we're right up against each other. Mm -hmm. 
or it's just not going to happen on a phone call, or it's just not going to happen when we're out shopping or whatever, when right. we're in the car, mm -hmm. God can speak to all of us as well as he can speak to one of us. Yeah. That's just that encouragement. If you think it's really wrong, if you think it's really out there, if you think it's really hard and it's not a good direction, then you just ask God, okay, show them and show me. Yeah. Let go of it. Well, and there's been so many times that I have learned something from my adult children, that I've learned Absolutely. a new thing. Not that I don't think I can learn, but it's like, well, I just hadn't considered that perspective. And then being willing to rethink my perspective. Right. I think that's very important for us as we grow and we grow in the Lord because we talk about reading the scripture and how it's always active and living and it's the growing word of God in us and it's always relevant. So I think that we can translate that into the Holy Spirit using other people to teach us as well. And I right. want to be open to that with my adult children, especially, and with others around me too. And I think I want to be open to that with my younger child as well. I want to be able to trust that the Holy Spirit is using him to teach me. Right. Just being teachable and open. I think sometimes that's really brave. I talked with my mom, who was in her 80s, recently about some things that were weighing heavy on us and had kind of caused a little bit of a friction. And she said, we just need to be open to the Lord in both of us. And I thought, you know, that is wisdom right there. Just be open to the Lord so that I am open in hearing her heart because I know she's prayerful and she wants to be open to hear my heart because she knows I'm prayerful and God is going to make things new and he's going to make things right. Not that there's a wrongness, but just we're going to come to a place that it's peace, like you talked about earlier. Yeah, there's no tension. Yes. And that's the whole thing. You can actually have different opinions and believe different things and be in a different mm, place mm -hmm. and still have peace with yes. each other. You know, you mentioned a while ago, you and I, we have some disagreements about education, but what we did finally agree on is what God called me to isn't what God called you to. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be really open to what God has for us and, you know, what God has for others. I mean, just think for your mom, you are what your children are for you. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that's wisdom. Her saying, we just have to be open to God. Mm -hmm. So Nana, I just want you to use this little bit of time that we have left just to speak what's on your heart to encourage parents of special needs children. You've said a lot of things that are encouraging. You read a great scripture, which I love, and I'm going to make sure that that is posted. Psalm 31, that's a great scripture for all of us to follow and to cling right. to. But if you had one thing to say that would encourage moms to be brave, I think especially with their special needs children, because I feel like that is a population that is maybe a little bit overlooked. How could you encourage those parents? Two things. One is, although your special needs child may take up a great deal of your time, they are not your entire life. Mm -hmm. And if they are, then you need to reach out for some help because being overwhelmed, overworked, overrun, over, overput is not good for that child or for anybody else in your family. Mm -hmm. 
if that child is your only focus. Now, I'm going to tell you that there are going to be short periods of time where that may happen. Mm -hmm. But on the whole, if that child is your only focus, then you need to reach out for some help. Mm -hmm. That's my huge encouragement. Don't be afraid to reach out for some help. That is the hardest thing to do. That is brave, very brave to do that. As any parent, but as a parent of a special needs child or adult, reaching out and trusting somebody else to deal with your child Mm. is a very difficult thing Mm -hmm. because you know that there are situations that are not normal for everybody. Right. And you know that if the person who's dealing with it doesn't know how to deal with it correctly, it could get really bad really fast. Mm -hmm. That is my biggest encouragement. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And if you can't find the help, keep looking. Mm -hmm. Keep don't give up. Persevere. Yeah. Yeah. Persevere because there's help out there. There are people out there who want to help you. And it is not easy. It is not an easy system. It's not easy anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's not easy in the church. It's not easy with the government aid that's available. It's not easy in the schools. It is not easy, but it is there and you may have to fight for it, but go get it. Yeah. And (laughs) don't lose your Jesus. You know, it's simple. Yeah, because sometimes when you're looking for that help and when you're trying to navigate the child and the other people who you really need their help, Mm -hmm. sometimes there are days when you don't want to be nice. (laughs) You know, maybe that's just me exposing myself a little bit, but I'm telling you, there are days still when I do not want to be nice, when I just want to go rail on somebody Mm. and say, you know what, get your stuff together. Yeah. You can be brave and kind at the same time. You can. And sometimes you need to be brave and firm, but you can be firm and kind. Yes. That's my deal. If you need the help, go get it and don't stop until you get it. And keep loving those kids because God has a purpose for every human being on earth. And don't lose your Jesus. Don't lose your Jesus. For anything, don't lose your Jesus. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to put that on my bulletin board. Don't lose your Jesus. <laughs> I think we might need a sign. Right. Maybe it's a t-shirt, you know? <laughs> Wisdom right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nana, this has been so fun to hear your heart and to just chat with you. I'm really grateful that you're willing to share your story. I know that It's been a long, hard-fought story that you've come to this place, but I see such a grace that you walk in with all of this, and you love all of your children, but I see how well you love Reese and how you... Honestly, it's really fun to have dinner with y'all because... (laughs) And we've done this... Because yes. I, I don't I don't want this to sound mean, but I love to watch Reese try to figure out what he's gonna eat on a menu. Because Oh my word. It <laughs> is <laughs> and you know you know what I'm talking about. A dinner that we had at a Mexican food restaurant that we love. Yeah. But bless him because th- there are too many choices for me on that menu. Mm-hmm. Reese wanted to read everything on the menu. And he wanted, you could see so deeply, he wanted to make the right choice. 
He wanted to make sure that it was the absolute right choice. And I loved watching you and Peyton navigate that with him because you did it with such gentleness and firmness and such love for him that it was, okay, here's your deadline. You've got this or this that you like. And I mean, it was just really beautiful. And I think watching that encouraged me to be a little more accommodating to my kid who was also trying to navigate this menu and figure out what he wanted to eat. But just to have grace for people who are struggling. Yeah. Regardless of where they are or what their situation is, all of us have a struggle. We should show grace to others in their struggles, whether it's navigating the menu or navigating the world. It's all part of our struggle and part of our humanness. But watching you and Peyton do that is so beautiful and so special because it shows me the work of God in both of you as you've grown up in the Lord and as you've grown in your love for your children, but watching you grow in that love for people around you. And I see it spill over. I mean, I've known that about you for years, but I see it spill over into everyone around you. And that's really sweet and really special to watch. And I love that Reese, Reese is such a tender guy and just a special, he's, special young man. And I'm, I'm grateful to know him. And I love to watch him interact with my son. Actually, he's very, very kind to him, very sweet. So that's fun, too. I have to tell you, we have started when we're in the car now. We start saying, OK, do you have any idea what you might want to eat? <laughs> Could we start narrowing it down right now? Like, are you going to go beef or chicken? If we can, <laughs> if we can just get it down. Like, I'm not kidding you. Sometimes we can sit there for 45 minutes and, you know, if you're hungry and you're, you've already put in your order, you start getting a little testy at that 30 to 45 minute mark. You're just going, just order something, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just do it. Yeah. So we, we have gotten where now to kind of a practical hint, uh, whether you have that problem with your typical children or your special needs children started in the car. Okay, l- let's talk about this. What are you going to eat? <laughs> well, so many places have their menus online, so maybe you could even yeah. do that. Yeah, and we do that. We start looking at the menu saying, okay, look, you know, they don't have this because sometimes we'll be going to a certain type of restaurant. Mm-hmm. He'll want this. And so we have to warn him if they don't have it. Right. Because so, then if you get there and they don't have it, oh my. <laughs> That's kind of one of those things. It is what it is. And we, we navigate it uh, sometimes more gracefully than others. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. you know, just like everybody, you know, some days you have more grace than you do on other days. Absolutely. And we love Reese and we're trying to help him find his way in the world. And some days that's um, harder than other days. And some days we have easy days. What are some of the resources that you use to begin to prepare Reese for his future? Wow. I use stuff that I've pulled like from my education and, you know, a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff like that. I also very fortunate to have a sister-in-law who works for a organization that helps people with special needs. Mm -hmm. And I use them as a resource if I have to. Okay. The internet is uh, rich Mm -hmm. to your whole listening audience. If you're in Texas, the state of Texas has a lot of stuff, but you have to know where to go look. Mm -hmm. And I suspect that every other state in 
in the nation is like that as well, that they have stuff that you can, you know, resources you can pull from. One thing I would say to people who are really involved in their church, your church is a fabulous resource, mm. but you have to be a little careful because the people at your church are just people and they don't know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And if you're asking them to do something, you either need to make sure that they're trained to do it mm-hmm. or be willing to train them mm-hmm. to do it. Okay. Be willing to talk with them about this is how you can involve my child. You know, we were really, really fortunate when Reese was in high school. We had a youth group that was led by mostly our coaches and, and the coaches just embraced Reese and pulled them into the youth group. And he was a big part of that. And he totally loved them. When he graduated from high school, we kind of lost that. That Mm. was really difficult. I can tell you, I can do this. I can make a list of some resources that we've used. You can put on your website if you want to. That would be great. My resources, a lot of them come straight off the internet, Mm -hmm. honestly, because there are people out there that know things and people that I've dealt with over the years. Mm Mm-hmm that have been helping me navigate life with the special needs child for 20 years, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, I can put together a resource list. You know, we've talked about Reese having autism, but almost every disability that's out there has some kind of website that Mm -hmm. has a plethora of information. I will tell you, Sandy, there's one organization that I will tell you about for parents in Texas. It's called Texas Parent to Parent. It is a great resource of encouragement for, and they have tons of resources. Mm -hmm. I'll put that on the list, but they're really fabulous. And they have a lot of help out there. So we can just say here that we have a spot on our website that is for blogs. And we will Mm -hmm. put this list on that page on shewalksbrave.com. So those of you that are listening, if you want to go to that page, there'll be a list on there. You'll be able to find some resources there for you. Also, I would say to our listeners, if you have a resource after you hear this podcast, if you have a resource that might be helpful to parents of special needs children, please let us know. Please email me, sandy at shewalksbrave.com or post it on our Facebook page, She Walks Brave, so that we can make available to other parents out there resources that are going to help them navigate training up a special needs child and send us your favorite Bible verse that's going to help encourage each other and help us to continue to walk bravely in this walk of parenting, not just special needs children, but parenting in general. We want to help each of you walk brave in that pursuit. Nana, thank you again so much for this time. I have absolutely enjoyed it. And I will say this to our listeners, we will be hearing from Nana more often because we have some ideas of things that we're going to do together. I'm very excited about. So we'll just leave it at that. And you can look forward to some other things that are coming in the future on She Walks Brave. Thank you, Nana, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us today as we continue this conversation with Nana Vaughn. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope also that you've learned something or that you've been encouraged by something that Nana has said. I want to encourage you, like Nana did, not to lose your Jesus. 
keep on walking brave. Please go to our website and click on the Brave blog page to find resources for raising children with special needs. If you have any ideas or resources that you'd like to share with those who listen to the She Walks Brave podcast, please email me at sandy at shewalksbrave.com. We'd love to share your resources with others who need help. Thank you. I do hope you're all encouraged to either keep on making brave choices or to start on a new path of walking brave in your life. Wherever you are in the journey, know that I'm here cheering you on. Walk brave, dear ones. To read more, go to my website, shewalksbrave.com. If you'd like to share a story or how this podcast has inspired you to walk brave, or if you know of a woman who's walking brave in what she does every day, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, sandy at shewalksbrave.com, S-A-N-D-I at shewalksbrave.com. Stay up to date on our podcast, go to SheWalksBrave.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at SheWalksBrave. Our theme music is by Nicole Nordeman. Our special background music is composed and recorded by Cadence Floria. This program is mastered by Bram Floria. She Walks Brave is a ministry of Compassion Ventures. I'm Sandy Floria, and this is She Walks Brave.